Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance. And I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we have a double header of thrilling cricket matches to talk about as England squeaked by Bangladesh with an eight wicket win and eight overs to spare and uh, Namibia, actually this game was quite close, uh, managed to chase down 109 runs against the brave hearts of Scotland. Uh, The T20 World Cup I think badly needs a couple of games where people score some runs. Uh, but we'll be talking about two today where that didn't really happen. I am Jack Hope and I am joined by Dan Weston to talk about this uh, smorgasbord of cricketing failure. <laughs> it seems to me like every time you get me on the podcast, this happens. It makes me the most negative person in the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's it's good. It's good to have your expert insight. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll do England v Bangladesh first. Uh, because uh, that's that's where all the money is. Uh, and then we will talk a little bit about Scotland v Namibia later in the show. Before we get into all of that, though, our messages for our listeners are that our sponsor is Woodstock Cricket. Uh, TCP 25 for 25% off their gear over on their website. Uh, we are at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod. Uh, if you want to engage with us on, on Patreon, we chat with people there. We'll always ask your questions if they come through on Patreon. Um, Max and I um, have a few data files, one for the IPL. We're working on one for the PSL as well, for any Pakistan um, or PSL fans. You know, it's big from Pakistan, I suppose, um, to download and pretend to be a cricket analyst with, um, like we do. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's talk about this first match then. Uh, Bangladesh took on England, uh, and it wasn't really pretty. 
Um, I, Dan and I, we were having a little side chat earlier on today, and I likened the Bangladesh innings to a team scoring two own goals in a football match and then deciding to park the bus and uh, protect their defeat. Um, Dan, you, you won up that and you said it was like a team scoring two own goals, parking the bus uh, when they had to win to avoid relegation. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty tedious affair as they squeaked up to 124. Um, looking through their batting lineup, um, nobody did anything exciting uh, until Nassim Ahmed. Uh, picked up 19 from nine balls right at the end of hitting Adil Rashid for a couple of sixes to finish with a strike rate in excess of 200 uh, and mean that England had to chase and run a ball. Um, in response, uh, well, England didn't hang about for too long. Um, they smashed the power play. Uh, they continued to smash after that. They slowed down a little bit near the end uh, when David Milan came in and uh, wanted to protect his number one status as international T20 God or whatever you get for, for being number one. Um, Jason Roy was good. He hit 61 from 38 balls um, to to send England to a pretty easy win overall. Um, Dan, let's start with the positives here, or at least from the England point of view. Jason Roy actually played a pretty decent innings here. Uh, 61 from 38, hit five, four, three sixes. Um, if you look at his numbers, you can maybe criticise him a little bit for as being a guy who doesn't hit as many sixes as the the, the elite level mm-hmm. um, T20 batters. Uh, hit three today, though. Uh, maybe maybe someone's told him this and he's correcting it. I thought it was a good innings. What do you reckon? Probably, uh, yeah, I thought it was great innings. Obviously, there's very, very little you can quibble about that. The fact that he you know, hit a few sixes, which is generally, as you say, untypical of him, is, is a real positive. Maybe someone's told him about that or maybe he's just uh, laid into some pretty mediocre bowling, which I thought was unfair today. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you've you've on the one hand given and on the other hand taken away. Uh, you said. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was really good ball striking from Jason Roy. I mean, I I think there were actually probably some question marks and probably some correct question marks about his place at the top of this order. Bearing in mind the batting talent England have, uh, would Alex Hales be better than him, for example? Um, I, I think that's a legitimate argument you could make. You know, if you keep banging 61 from 38, keep hitting three sixes. Well, if you, if you hit six, what's that? Seven, eight percent of the balls yep. you face, then um, you're you're doing a good job, Jason. Uh, and you can stick around. It's annoying that we don't have Ross on the podcast, actually, because Ross has met Jason Roy and somebody asked us about what Jason Roy's like as a bloke. And Ross uh, would have been ideal, ideally placed to answer that. But at the last minute, Ross had to duck out. So um he wasn't there. That would have been a nice, a nice moment of positivity. He met me at a bar. I think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think Jason Roy remembers this interaction. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> but Ross, Ross is certainly fond of uh, talking about it. So yeah, he batted well. Uh, let's go back to the the Bangladesh news because this is probably where the the, the substance of the podcast is. Um, just before the the Bangladesh innings, actually, about twenty minutes before, I think the first catastrophic error of the day happened from a Bangladesh point of view. Um, Dan, is there any evidence whatsoever that Mamadilla was correct in opting to bat first against England here? Um, I don't think so. Um, so while it was the early match in the day where there's Jews less of an issue, uh, I mean, when you're playing against a team, you need to look at also what what they like doing and what their kind of modus operandi is. And, and we know that Owen Morgan absolutely loves chasing. I, I'm struggling really to 
to understand any rationale for this at all. Um, maybe it was a used wicket and they thought it would get worse. I don't know, but um, just no, I just I don't see it at all. Um, I mentioned uh, in my Substack recently that I. I'd, I mean, it's a bit of a strange one. I, I personally don't believe that, that Bangladesh, uh, strategy-wise, are very analytics-driven, although there are a lot of people talking about them kind of obsessing with matchups, which is also possibly fair, but it looks like a kind of like lazy matchup planning, if you like, in terms of, oh, uh, well, it's 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 a, it's a left-hander, I would just throw some random off-spinner. I think Ross the other day talked about the fact that he bowls a bit of off-spin and Mama Dulla would have picked him to bowl a bit of off-spin. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think I've got a lot to learn in, in that kind of analytics planning space. Um, so yeah, that's 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 a bit of a negative for them. I, I I don't see the point in them them batting. And I think as it happens, as a spectacle, the match would have been a lot better if England had batted first as well. So from a kind of a neutral's point of view, it would have been much better if England batted first. I'm sure Morgan was delighted when uh, where Bangladesh inserted themselves. I, but I bet you couldn't believe it's luck. Uh, in the chat, um, Akash has just pointed out that the record in the Super 12s uh, part portion of the tournament is now eight one. Um, in favour of the team chasing. England, as you said, like to chase. Um, Bangladesh, not the strongest batting lineup in the world. I think there's a very limited scope for them to bat England out of this game by batting first. <laughs> um, so it was, it was really, I mean, it was really, really bizarre. I mean, it's like people talk a lot about the toss having like huge impacts on certain matches in history. Everyone always goes on about Nasser Hussein, was it at Adelaide or something like that? Conveniently forgetting that like it was England away against the best Australian team of all time and they were going to lose that match whether they batted first, bowled first or just fucking drove home in the car and um, <laughs> didn't, didn't, bother, didn't bother playing the match, uh, forfeit. Um but in, I think in T20 cricket, particularly in conditions that, that, that do seemingly favour the team bowling first so much, to actively choose to go down this route is, uh, is astonishingly stupid. Um, well, you've got, you've got two things that we can discuss here, right? And I don't know how this kind of combines into a percentage chance, but it's not pretty. Okay, so let's say, for example, there's like a 70-30 chasing bias in these matches right it's probably not a million miles away from from where we're at right and then if you and i wrote on my sub stack the other day if, if if you choose not to hit in a match like you're not not playing with intent it's and you know that 85 percent of teams win the match when they have a higher boundary percentage than their opposition basically that's like having a coin that you know 85 percent of the time is going to land on heads and then you call tails and Bangladesh have basically done it twice. So not only did they bat first, but they didn't want to hit either. So, yeah, good luck to them winning this match. Yeah, it was a really poor effort um, with the bat. Uh, I'm just counting them up. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. They hit 10 boundaries in the... Oh, 10, ten fours and two sixes. Yeah, so heard, yeah. that's that's a 10% boundary rate, um, which is pretty miserable uh, in, in the first place. Uh, it, and, that, and that was that was kind of glossed on, glossed on by the fact that their number eight and their number nine hit five boundaries in nineteen balls. Yeah, they? well, yeah, absolutely. Their top, their top seven hit seven fours in eighty-seven in, in sorry in a hundred balls. Seven. I'll be honest, I I genuinely um, didn't understand what they were trying to do. I, I know, know. We watch we watch a lot of cricket. We watch a lot of T Twenty cricket. Um, you know, if you if you go through the whole IPL, the whole of the the beginning of this tournament, we watched loads of the hundred. I, I, I probably watched. 
60 days of T20 cricket in the last 90 or so in my life. And I don't think I've seen a team as clueless as they were today. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to be there anymore. Um, maybe maybe they, they literally don't understand how, how this format works. Maybe their anal- analyst is an idiot. Maybe they've got a coach who won't listen to the analyst. There are lots of, there are lots of things that could be causing this confusion. Um, but they, I, I don't understand how you can possibly think that trying to post a total of about 120, 130 against England um, is, is going to be successful more than one in 25 times. Or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and this, is, this is the key point we're trying to make here. So I think it's probably fair to say, Jack, isn't it, that we, we do get some criticism from listeners that we're too negative towards players and teams and stuff like that. And and, and I want to kind of clarify this point of view here, right? Look, if you're crap, but you but you you try, you have intent, you have good plans, because good having good plans cost nothing, right? It, it really doesn't. They, if, if they had gone out today and tried to hit like the West Indies and got rolled out for 55, fair play to them. At least they had to go. They knew what they were doing. They didn't die wondering. They put their balls on the line and, and it didn't work out. Okay? Right? But they didn't do that. They just nerdled their way to one, two, four, and it's like, oh, well, go on, and then you can knock that off in 14 overs. I mean, they just had no plan. I, I've got no issue with someone not being good enough. That's That's not, that's no issue at all. It's when it's when you're not good enough and you don't try. What's the point? What's the point of them even turning up today? Well, that's yeah, that's sort of the point I'm driving. A few people in the chat are sort of saying, wasn't it just England bowling well? Or I don't think Bangladesh could have won against England. Um, in T20 cricket, Bangladesh v England, England are better. They will win a lot of the time. But probably Bangladesh going into that match have got a 20% chance of winning before a ball is bowled, before the coin is tossed. You know, the first thing they do at the toss is basically give 5% of the chance of the winning to England. <laughs> they immediately go, we'll take this 20% and we'll just, we'll, we'll go to, we'll have 15%, please. Maybe it might've been worth even more than that. Yeah. And then they go out and bat and they've got 15. Think about it as equity in the game. Yeah. They've got 15% chance of winning this match. And then they bat in a way that over by over just, just ebbs away. Now I get, you know, they lose two wickets inside three overs. I get that Mo and Ali's, bowling really well in the power play and, and that obviously wasn't in their plan and then they lose their star in the in the power player too in the power play too but they lose their star in the power play at 26 for three they've just not attacked the power play this isn't this isn't um Don't forget this is a star who hits about 12 percent boundaries and less than two percent sixes though so so he's not exactly going to bow them out with 70 or 30 balls Sure, sure. No, well, no, sure. Um, after that, though, they have a little mini recovery. They're up to 63 when the, by the time uh, Mishfakur, uh Rahim is out uh, in the 11th over. And they just sort of wilt from there. They don't score. They, they continue to sort of ponder around. Nobody, I mean, there's there's a lot of innings here where, well, there's two innings. I mean, let's just let's use these as, as, as the main examples. Uh, um, Rahim and Mahmoudullah, 24 and 30 balls each, both score under a runner ball. Um, now, England did bowl well. We absolutely have to say England bowled well. England's plans were good. Um, you know, Liam Livingstone, Mo and Ali uh, are better spin bowlers than I think a lot of people around the world will will, will appreciate. They are good, good, good auxiliary spinners, if you like. Well, you can Rajasthan get four overs. Liam Parag's better than Livingstone, I think. Well, they're Rajasthan are wrong. Sorry. Rajasthan are, are yeah, wrong about a lot of things, and that's another thing they're wrong about. Um, yeah. But that, those two innings there, they're, they're two batters that... that 
you know, if you face 30 balls, you've got to be scoring 45 runs, mate, or 40 runs at least um, in this game to, to give your side a chance. Um, if, you, if you face 24 balls, 24 balls, you can't just hit one boundary. Mamadoula, the captain, has hit one boundary of 24 balls. That's not, that's just not good batting. Yeah, and, he uh, and then you, I'm saying as well, comedy run you, out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's involved in a comedy run out, and then you leave themselves. They leave themselves in a situation where Tymel Mills, and we've said this on the podcast a few times, who is one of the best death bowlers in the world, uh, and also barely anyone will have seen in the world. So you've got like a, a, a double whammy here of a guy who is very good, and and people have got very little experience against. You're leaving your seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven to bail you out of <laughs> bail you out of trouble. Um, like you say, if you you know if your top six, top seven collapse in a heap and you're thirty for six, um, then fine. You know, a thirty for six at the at the end of the eighth over, fine. Like probably within that, you tried your best. Uh, but I, I just don't I don't think they did try their best. They lose their sixth wicket right at the end of the fifteenth over on eighty three, still under a runner ball. Um, it's it's batters in this top six in this top seven had a chance at. Um, at putting a score up and and sort of didn't try. And that's a bit sad. Now we did actually get asked a really interesting question on this. And, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to attack Bangladesh. I like Bangladesh. I, I, I think they, they play good cricket. I think they're, they're probably their strong suit is ODI cricket, to be honest, where I, I think players like Shakib's can, can balance the team really nicely. And, I think they may be they may be a little bit better at that. But uh, Ayat asks, how can Bangladesh improve in overseas conditions? And I think there's a, a first of all, there's a really easy thing they can do. They can start playing on home surfaces that are a little bit more balanced, uh, because you're just not. They're batting in a way today that would have made sense if you were playing uh, uh, in Dhaka. Like it, 126 might have been a challenge for England in Dhaka. Um, but it's it's not on any kind of a neutral surface. And to be honest, this wasn't even really a neutral surface. It's probably a bowler-friendly surface, but you can't... Like, 126 just roadkill if you're not playing on a sandpit. So that's the first thing you can do. And the second thing, you know, is, is probably deeper than that. It's probably around player development and and where you send teams on A-tours and, and yeah. um, where you send um, your, your, your young players when they're 18, 19 to get a little bit of experience before they break into um, the first 11s. Uh, and that that for a, a nation uh, for Bangladesh might be a little bit difficult. It's definitely it's definitely harder for them to do that than England, Australia, and India. Um, but but the, at, at the least, you can you can try and make some of your venues a little bit more neutral um, at at home. Dan. Yeah. So I, I think that by, based on the and I've heard several several instances of this, based on the fact that the, that they've got a lot of overseas coaches in their dugout, they're obviously not short of a few quid the board. And I've heard that the board are pretty pretty well off compared to a lot of other countries as well, Bangladesh. So what they need to do is they need to invest in hitting coaches to work through the age group teams and and look at this as, as a kind of infinite game long term process basically. Where like yeah, you are not going to turn. Mamadullah into Andre Russell. You you accept that. You, you, that's not going to happen. But there are 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds who, if you coach them early enough, you can turn them into the next version of Andre Russell. If 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 they've got the raw talent and they've got power and they've got intent and, and they're coached well, you could do that. So it's all, it's, it's all about looking at it from a long-term process. And I don't see that there's those processes involved in Bangladesh cricket right now at all. 
I think I, the other thing you short termist. I think the other thing you can do, and you can certainly level this criticism at Sri Lanka, and I know a little bit more about Sri Lankan um, domestic cricket than I do Bangladeshi domestic cricket, to be honest. But uh, the level below international cricket, whatever that is, the domestic top level, um, make sure those pitches are even so that you promote aggressive cricket so that uh, two things happen. One, you have a higher chance of finding next Andre Russell because next Andre Russell can actually perform on those surfaces. And two, when you do go away from home, you actually have an idea of who's any good on a surface that isn't um, a total disaster area. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's fine playing this team at home against you know, whoever will turn up the Kiwi B team and the, the Aussie B team, you will roll them. You'll beat them 5-0, 5-1 all the time. But you don't learn anything from that. You don't learn who is capable of, you know, hitting sixes all the time, <laughs> of, of, of having a boundary rate over 20%. You don't, you don't understand those things. You don't, you don't pick up on, on who has built those skills unless you are playing in conditions that roughly replicate how cricket is played Um in many other places. Now, I'm not saying that this, I, I, I mean, I don't, Dan, you probably know a little bit more about the Bangladesh Premier League. Is what happens in the Bangladesh Premier League? What, well, what's a good score there? Well, I can tell you exactly what happens on that. But I think, I, I think there's one venue that's, that's poor and then the other ones aren't too bad. Um, now, the biggest problem I was going to go and talk on about that, so I'm really glad you brought that up, Jack, is that at, I think it was around 2018, the BPL got really good. Like there was four overseas players for the team and there was a lot of money thrown at good overseas players and I think there was one one year where like Chris Gale and De Villiers played in the same team and stuff like that like uh, I think it was at Rangpur and, and, and it got to a stage where the BPL was actually attracting better calibre of overseas players than the Big Bash which was being played at a similar time in the calendar and and then it and then the year afterwards it, all the funding kind of appeared to get withdrawn and they just went for a lot of jokers as, as, as overseas players the, the year after. And they haven't played it since because of COVID and probably our various other wranglings. But but the, the point is, is that in the BPL, the, the strategy was obvious. You, you, you have four overseas and you're picking a minimum three of them as batters because you can't cover, you can't, because you can't rely on the local batters. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's been the same in PSL to, to, slightly less degree now they've started to produce a few better hitters in ps in psl like local hitters in psl um but there's there's not any really in bangladesh at all and, and this is the crux of the problem is that say like the bpl next year they said all right okay we've got all this money we're going to throw it and if you're a platinum player you get two hundred thousand usd or something like that yeah which is going to attract big names right now it's going to be the same any team who's like got remotely decent planning is going to go okay well look at this none of the local players can hit so we're going to get four overseas batters or three and plus a batting all-rounder or something like that and just because they know that the player pool has just not got those type of players in it whereas there's probably like a gazillion decent left-arm spinners that you can that you can find and 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 probably the odd pacer so so you're just going to go Bangladesh bowler heavy and, and, and overseas batter heavy and the same problems are going to manifest themselves over and over again until you have that structural change. Yeah. And I think um, if they, I don't know. I mean, I think it will, uh, whatever they're doing in Bangladesh might continue to work in ODI cricket because it, you need a certain, you need a slightly different player um, there. But the, the players that they have put out at this World Cup just aren't really up to it. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the honest truth. Yeah. It's, um, 
or, or uh, yeah, they're not really up to it and they don't really know how to play. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a double it's a double whammy, which is a shame. Uh, if you're watching on our live stream or whatever, um, drop us a like, um, say hello, um, etc. Uh, and if you're listening on, we said this on the last podcast, we haven't had a review for a while over on iTunes. So uh, if, if that's what you're listening, give us a, give us a review. Uh, as long as it's positive. If, if you if you would review it, if you're going to review us and give us less than four stars, then hold off. Um, that's the only four. Well, less. Okay, yeah, less than five stars. If you're not going to give us a five star review, don't bother. It's not worth it. You're just dragging our average down. 4.7. That's higher than my Uber rating. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a bad Uber rating as well, you know. I think it's because yeah. I, I like, didn't tip a couple of people and I got really angry with me. I didn't think they found out about the tips. I, uh, I don't always tip on Uber. I will I be honest. I always try to be pleasant to these Uber drivers and I haven't, yeah. got, I haven't got a five-star Uber rating. It actually really upset me when I got my first negative one or like dragged it down from five. I didn't know what I did wrong. I, no, I looked. It's, I, it's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> I want feedback. Um, you can give feedback on the driver, can't you? You can be like, be, I don't know, didn't wear a mask or whatever. Um, <laughs> you, it's, it's, you can't. I had an Uber driver, Dan, the other day. I'm not joking here. Had his phone propped up on the dashboard uh, in, in, you know, in one of those holsters. He was watching Netflix while he was driving me around South London. Yeah. Was that any good? What was he watching? Uh, he was watching this, um, he was watching this uh, Swedish comedy show called Swedish Dicks, which is about two Swedish. <laughs> yeah. um, it's about two Swedish detectives that have to go to Los Angeles to solve a case. Uh, and they're like idiots. They're private detectives. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, more, more alarmingly, he was driving around. He was like going around roundabouts and stuff, with with the show on, laughing away, like giving us filling us in with the was with my girlfriend, giving us the context to the show and like what was happening and why that was funny and you know what he liked about it. Um, yeah, not not right. I, yeah, it was, it was, it was absolutely stunning. But um, it's great multitasking. Five star, I guess. Was it on subtitles or was it English? It was in English. English. Okay, so you yeah. didn't have to read <laughs> <had it>. subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vic London asked, was it good? Yeah, it was all right. Um, it, it was, it so was you, good. You haven't put it on your watch list, then? It'd be good. I think, you know, it'd be good background Netflix. Um, you know, if you're like making dinner or whatever and you're not, yeah. you don't want to get stuck into an episode of Succession. Um, then, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Is that any good? Have you seen that? Mate, it's so good. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Succession, tonight. succession is the best thing I've seen on TV for ages. Is it? Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We completely digress, yeah. but I love these chats. I love these chats. Wouldn't it be amazing if that your taxi driver's watched the Moneyball? Yeah, it would be well. It would be good. Then I could have. Yeah, we could have got. I have got got him on this show. Um, or cricket fever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen actually on on? I think it's an Amazon one. The the there's an Indian um, yeah, TV show I, about the IPL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it about Ross's... KKR? I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, it's about it's about a fake uh, IPL. Team. It's a bit. I think it's a bit like Dream Team. Do you remember that? The, in, yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, noughtys, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a bit like yeah. Dream Team. Ross watched it with his um, with his housemates that didn't like cricket. The first scene, according to Ross, is uh, is just like quite a graphic sex scene before uh, the, a player is having sex with a groupie before he goes out to play to bat in an IPL game. I think uh, just get right. a quick one in. Um, yeah, no, so it's um, <laughs> that, that. So we were gonna do, we were gonna have it as I a did forfeit. Not expect you talking about this tonight. No, 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 neither <laughs> did I. But you know, <laughs> when when you get served up two games like this, you've got to make your own entertainment. Um, it's, uh, 
Um, we were going to make it a forfeit on this show that if you got the prediction, if you predicted a game wrong, then you had to watch the next episode and report back. But we'll, you know, we'll when when there's less cricket on, we might go back to that. But um, with with the volume of cricket on at the moment, watching another cricket themed um, show would uh, would be probably just a bit too much. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's carry on with this. Uh, England won. I don't know if we've got anything else to say about this game. To be honest, Dan. No. No, England bowled pretty well. Yeah, no, no, Mills you know what? yeah, Mills was great. Uh, Mo, Mo did well again. Uh, well, the only thing I'll probably say is like, I think Morgan needs to ditch this obsession of using Rashid at weird times. Yeah, that was odd. That was an odd call. I agree uh, with that. I yeah. did. I did look at. I looked up his quick metric stats bowling at the death. They're not awful. It's like a yeah, sub eight economy. Rate, if they're but... like 19th over. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I, I. I didn't. I didn't love it. I mean, a lot of it as well is he's bowled very few overs at the death. Um, a lot, you know, the, if, if you have any size sample size at all, it's, it's from County cricket. Yeah. Um, and in some of those games, you know, he might be bowling to put it kindly against some less quality opposition. Yeah, that's it. So you'd want to see who, if, you, if he's bowling against set back, set international batters, then it kind of gives that yeah. a bit more, a bit more clarity and context. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah. Bangladesh. Malang got a nice red inker. Yeah, he did. Yeah, number one batter in the world. Uh, keep going, David. Um, Bangladesh are probably out, aren't they? Um, they oh, they might they might be slightly less out than the West Indies, but they have to play West Indies, Australia, and South Africa. Um, I can't. Might they've got a minus one point six net run rate? Mm. England are virtually through on the by the same token, plus three point six, and they need to beat one of the other teams in the group I think they could well beat them all to be honest so uh, that's that yeah, um, yeah. If uh, be, England have got to win the group because that, that's the way that they'll probably avoid Pakistan yeah yeah take that India no problem um, <laughs> or, <laughs> well, or, or I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right so quickly let's quickly predict that one though uh, so I think England are going to win the group and I think yeah. I've got a sneaky suspicion well, it's not really. It's not really a suspicion, is it? I think Australia are going to get the second spot, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and I guess we're going to talk about about that tomorrow with a prediction at some point. But yeah, yeah. Sri Lanka. I've got the bowling to maybe to to give them a little bit of a tough tough ride in a low scoring match. Let's see. Okay, um, the second game today was between Namibia and Scotland. Um, Scotland batted first, uh, and immediately, well, let's just say they picked up where they left off. Um, they lost three wickets in the opening over. I worked this out. I think they were 38 for 13 um, over or 38 for 14 <laughs> over, over at that point in the, if you, if you combined their performance with, against Namibia with their performance against Afghanistan, uh, it didn't look pretty. They managed to eventually get up to 109. Um, there, was a, there was a decent innings in there from, uh, what was his name? Was it Greaves? It wasn't Greaves. Greaves did get some runs. Leask, yeah, Michael Leask before he was bowled by JJ Smith. Um, that was it, really, though. The only batter to, to, to get going properly was Leask. If he hadn't been there, this game would have finished much earlier and I would have been much happier. But uh, would have done it, his it, podcast by now. Yeah, yeah. He got 109. In response, Namibia, they had the, there's a really funny thing going on in this game. Michael Van Lingen, who's had who's got TFC in the first three matches of the tournament, they decided to bowl him <laughs> and open the batting with him today. So obviously he decided that you know maybe he's a big shot around the club bar or something like that, pays his subs on time, uh, always drives people to the matches. Uh, maybe he threatened to walk away and they were like, well, we better give Michael a go in this game then because he, he opened up the batting uh, and he got an over in. 
Um, none of the Namibian batters really got going either. Uh, to be honest, though, until Visa and Schmidt hit a few boundaries later on. Uh, it wasn't a super exciting match. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, this doesn't qualify as a low-scoring thriller, but it was entertaining enough that I didn't turn it off and go and make a pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, I actually quite enjoyed the second half. It looked sort of really like maybe we're, we're going to screw it up a little bit. But then Van Lingen, that was weird. He's actually played four T20 and this day matches before today and hasn't scored a single run. So, yeah, very strange. Yes, um, it's, it's, it was a bit strange. I think he's, um, he bowled, I don't think he'd ever bowl, oh, maybe bowled four overs or something in T20 cricket at an economy of 10. It, it was basically like they knew they were going to beat Scotland and they thought, let's give him a chance because he's come all the way to the UAE from Namibia. <laughs> Um, and it would be a shame if you didn't get to go on the pitch. Uh, anything? Did anything stand out in this game from your point of view? Obviously, Namibia bowled really well. Um, the Trumpelman, three wickets in the first over is always going to cause a little bit of trouble. What's the stat? If you if you take three wickets in the power play, you win seventy percent of matches. What What's the stat if you take three I don't wickets? Know what that is now, but it's not as important as winning the boundary percentage count. I can tell you that for nothing. But what if you take three wickets in the first over? Is that more important than the boundary count? Oh, well, maybe that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, he'd, he'd done well at, um, at Northerns before in kind of that semi pro uh, level in South Africa. So, uh, yeah, maybe one that, that kind of got missed, missed out in that, of the South African system to some extent. Yeah, he bowled well. I, I thought he was good. Um, Scotland actually had a few decent bowlers as well. Brad Wheel, four overs, 14 for one. Um, Mark Watt. This was this was actually the moment of the game. I thought Mark Watt, Watt last three matches, twenty three for one, twenty three for one, twenty three for one. He goes into his final over. Dan, he's nineteen for one of his figures. It's on. It's on. The quadru- qu- was it the quattro. The quattro. The quattro. <laughs> single first ball, single second ball, single third ball. Dot dot. Last ball of the over is a leg side half volley. All fucking spit has to do is knock it out to the deep square boundary walk through for a single and instead he tries to hit it he tries to hit it into the Arabian Gulf um, <laughs> it, it misses it and is nearly bowled uh, and 22 for one is what he ends up with today uh, he's been really good though Mark Watt uh, yeah. surely he's going to get a gig in county cricket or at some franchise somewhere around the world in the next 12 months well yeah I mean he's He's done exceptionally well. I mean, I've been aware of him for quite a long time, to be fair. But um, yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if people start taking some some punts on him. Uh, the, with regards to like the, the franchise stuff around the world, I'm always quite kind of a bit reticent to to give players too much credit against for performances against mediocre opposition. That's Might get not- some Canadian Premier League action. Maybe well, the Euro Slam obviously he would have been a local player in that. So that would have been yeah, yeah, he was picked up for by the Edinburgh Rocks, wasn't he? But um, <laughs> poor Pornhub's Pornhub's Euro Slam, as Ross, <laughs> they didn't yeah. get off the ground. Um, no, yeah, but he's no, he's good. He's very, very good. I, I love the way that he kind of he he's much quicker than that. The the usual left arm spinner, uh, good York, good Yorker, and and yeah, quite unusual kind of player. And I think he could go go pretty well. But there's a lot of good left-arm spinners at the moment who don't get uh, franchise roles who probably deserve it already. So uh, he's joining a long list at the moment. Oh, well, I, I for one, hope that we see more Mark Watt um, yeah, definitely. somewhere somewhere yeah. next in, in the world because he is, he's, yeah, he is he's quite an interesting bowler, I think. Um, 
I think that sort of is also everything that we had in the way of discussion. I mean, I, I, we, I don't, we've talked a lot about Namibia and Scotland. I'm, I'm not doing them down in time, terms of time on the show because uh, someone gave us abuse for that the other day. We have, we've been doing daily podcasts basically the whole way through this tournament. We've talked a lot about these two teams already. Well played, Namibia. This is probably the big one. For as far as these teams go um, for, for this group, the one that they could definitely have a chance, well, they both had a chance of winning. Um, so well done. But, um, you know, we will move on. We had a couple of questions in. Um, one from Nico Marsh, who asks, uh, this is going back to England here. Uh, how comfortable are you um, with England needing four overs from Moe Nally and Livingston um, combined, especially against a better side like India or Pakistan, Dan? Um, uh- they're good bowlers, they're decent bowlers, but of course that you'd prefer sort of five regular four-over bowlers, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I, I'm still unconvinced a bit about this England bowling attack, and that's obviously one question mark too. Um, yeah, jury's out, I think, it's fair to say. Jury's out. Yeah, I, 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 it's a, I, it is an interesting one. I don't know. I don't think they can really get round it. Um, but no, they can't. Yeah. So it's 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 sort of what they're stuck with. Um, I think they'll probably try and continue with what they're doing with Moeen and, and get, squeeze one of those overs in really early, especially how everyone's playing in this tournament. Nobody's really been prepared to take a power play risk at all. Every, you know, apart from West Indies, who took so many risks, um, it, it bordered on the insane. Um, well, so I, 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 that's true. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot about them. Um, I, I, I think that the England will be able to get away with one, at least one over in the power play every game from Moeen that isn't too costly. I mean, today actually it went for 10, the first one, didn't it? So it cost yeah. him a little bit, but they carried on with it and he picked up some wickets. I think that'll be useful. I think the conditions probably, if you have to rely on those two bowlers, probably the UAE is the part of the world that you would want to rely on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that works in their favour as well. And they have some... I guess, match-up opportunities between them, don't they? Because Livingston can spin the ball one way and um, Moeen... Yeah. Well, Livingston can spin the ball both ways, but um, but but can bowl leg spin. Um, and Moeen Ali, obviously, is a, is a pretty good bowler against left-handed batters. So yeah. I think I think there are some options there. I mean, it's yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's absolutely ideal, um, but it, I, I would put it in the same bracket as Australia. Um, the, the, the strength you gain from being able to have the... Absolute not actually like when I so hold on, I need to preface that this was saying this. I'll explain what I mean about the Australia point in a second. The strength England game from having Moen Ali and Livingston in the side and as batters and and batting all the way down the order and being you know super dominant in that area more than makes up for the possibility that one of them goes for 15. In, in one of their yeah, four yeah. overs, um, you know, or, or that their expected runs per ball is 0.1 higher than the next player they then I don't know I mean, who even would they put um David Willie is David Willie gonna produce much better statistical output than those two combined I don't, I don't so. yeah I don't know so it's probably net neutral um uh but you get the huge bonus of the batting and, and I think it's on the on Australia and we'll briefly talk about this segues nicely into their match tomorrow actually and then we'll wrap up the show um on Australia they're doing this thing aren't they with Maxwell and Stoinis or Maxwell and Marsh maybe having to pick up four of their overs and I think it makes sense for them as well because the the other four overs are, are bankers from Australia's point of view. Uh, you can probably get away with one or two Maxwell overs in, in the power play because everyone's playing so timidly there. 
uh, and and then between the other two, squeeze two middle overs in, and mm. and and they'll be all right. Uh, and it it means from Australia's point of view here, you know, England it means they put out a monster batting lineup. From Australia's point of view, it means that their kind of mediocre crap batting lineup bats quite deep, so they in theory aren't <laughs> aren't, aren't out of games as early as as they might be. Uh, anyway, looking forward to tomorrow. It is just it's just one match, isn't it? It's Australia v Sri Lanka. Dan, you said you had some thoughts on this. Do you want to do you want to just let us know what they are and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll pack up quickly before we do move on to that? Sorry. Looking at Scotland, it's just one thing about Scotland is, yeah, a lot of the time I, I, I have copped a little bit of abuse, I'm not going to lie, on, on Twitter about be, you know, being a bit of an intent merchant. Uh, uh, and people are like, well, well, what happens if you if you keep hitting and, and uh, you, or, or, you know, people say, oh, you're better off just like nerdling it around and stuff as opposed to keep hitting, yeah? Well, Scotland, they nerded it around. Cross, 19 off 33 balls. Wallace, 4 off 13 balls. And they required a guy to hit 44 off 27 balls at a strike rate of 163 just to get 109. That's what happens when you don't, when you play risk-averse cricket. Yeah. Okay? So, the, net, the yeah, you can get rolled for 55 like the West Indies, but let me tell you right now, the, the, other, the other approach is no better. That is no better in terms of win, expected win percentage. No chance. And you've got yeah. the upside if you if you hit and you you do get lucky. Someone plays an unbelievable innings. Well, yeah, to be honest, if Scotland had managed to put one twenty five, they might yeah, have won yeah, that yeah. game. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they used so they they to get to one twenty five. I think they needed to score ten and over for eight overs. Their top um, their top four top five sorry faced fifty balls and scored one four. Yeah, I am. I am overall more happy to let Scotland off the hook for this. Oh time. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no <laughs> doubt about that. No doubt about that. <laughs> than, like Bangladesh, like, the, the Bangladesh, for example, who are like a four member nation and have massive franchise leaguers in their home country. No excuse. Absolutely no excuse. Scotland, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, um, tangent. There, we talk about Australia, but yeah, no, no. Uh, so Australia, Australia v. Um, v Sri Lanka is the match happening tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts on that? My first thought is is that I'm going to be on tilt again real soon tomorrow when Josh Inglis is left out again, uh, um, because because like I mean honestly, how you look at this Australian batting lineup and I, I look at it, and I've got no fear apart from Maxwell at all. Uh, how on earth and they think that Langer thinks that Josh, Josh Inglis is not better than anyone apart from Maxwell? I've got no idea at all, uh, and yet I, I would say it's ninety five percent certain that he's not going to play again tomorrow. So that's going to be be great and I, do you know what i'm be really honest with you i really want them to get punished for it i really badly want them to get punished for it I, i'm not i'm not a big buyer of shranka and we both said that on the pod previously but i'd love to see shranka win tomorrow i think that um from reports fixana is uh, going to be back back as well tomorrow so they've got eight overs of of pretty pretty decent spin between him and uh hasaranga uh, Aussies are, are traditionally probably not the best players of spin. Some of them, especially, I, I can't. I can't see. Well, Mitch Marsh got pretty bad numbers against spin. I can't see Steve Smith uh, smashing them out of the park. So, so there's a good chance of a middle order slowdown. But biggest issue for Sri Lanka will be batting. Um, uh, one of the batters is going to have to somehow come off. At least they won't be picking Chandamal. So that's a positive start. Um, I think it's going to be. If I think I'd love to see Sri Lanka boss a low scorer. That would be quite well, funny. Um, I do. I've got to take exception with one thing you said there. You said Mitch Marsh wasn't a particularly good player of spin. Mitch Marsh might be the the galaxy's worst player of spin. 
Oh, sorry, I was being a bit kind to him. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, um, unbelievable that they think that's the answer in in the UAE. But I, I, I you know, I, I, I just think Australia will get through because I think the group's weak. Um, and I yeah, don't, no, you're probably right. I don't think they will probably, get punished. They'll probably use that as like a vindication of their strategy somehow as well, which is like utterly shambolic in my opinion. Yeah, as Akash says in the chat, though, you know, if Sri Lanka bowl first, they probably do have a decent chance of winning because Australia will end yep. up putting 125 on the board and being like, yeah. Would like um, to see that. Would like to see that. Uh, I think teams have just got to look at that so much differently, batting first. You've got, like, it's, 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 if you were chasing 145 to win, and that's, that should be, I think, the minimum you ever try and put on the board in, in, yeah, in, the, in, yeah. in, these, in these tournaments. You wouldn't be two wickets down in the power play and then shut up shop for 10 overs um, right. and, and, and leave yourself a situation where you need to score 12 and over for the back half or whatever. Maybe not 12 and over, but like, you know what I mean? Um, like 10 and over for the, for, for the last nine overs to, to get to 145. You wouldn't do that. You'd be like, well, we need to, we need to, we need to can't completely forget about scoring runs. But so many teams playing first lose one wicket and they're like, right, that's it. Get your deck chairs out, lads. Um, we're gonna have a little relax here. And take take the pace off. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's. I mean, people say there's a there's a there probably there probably is a conditions based bias, but there's also a stupidity based bias um, no. to how some of those teams go. And people are saying, well, let's see how England do back first. I think if England batted first today, they'd have scored about 165 and won by 20 runs. Uh, Bangladesh would have done better, but, but I don't think England would have. Would have made that yeah. England, England would have won that game easily still nine times out of ten or eight and a half times out of ten yep um, and they have you know Bangladesh could have they had the opportunity to see that in action but they decided to turn it down um, <laughs> let's 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 wrap up the podcast now uh, if you're watching um, just hit us hit like really quickly hit subscribe if you are um, if you're enjoying our YouTube stuff um, we're also on Patreon patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod um, head over there to become a Patreon, um, and we're on Twitter all day. Twitter, well, I don't know. You can never really come off Twitter, can you? It's, no. it's, it's, yeah, it's. Um, it's on my phone anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, Twitter uh, is at the Cricket Pod. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Australia v Sri Lanka. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.